welcome to Authentically You podcast, the podcast that dives deep into a transformative journey of self-discovery, self-acceptance, and self-expression. I'm your host, Kirsty Hankin, and I'm here to guide you on a path towards embracing your true, unapologetic, authentic self. In this podcast, we'll embark on a quest to uncover the secrets to breaking free from societal expectations, shredding the masks we wear, and stepping into our own power. Each episode, we'll explore the questions and challenges that our listeners face on their personal journeys, providing practical insights and heartfelt advice. But it doesn't stop there. Authentically You podcast goes beyond just answering your questions. We're here to introduce you to a diverse lineup of incredibly knowledgeable professionals who will share their expertise, wisdom, and experiences. We'll bring you thought-provoking interviews that will inspire and empower you. This is Authentically You podcast, unleashing life on your own terms. I'm Kirsty Hankin, and together, let's unlock the power within and live life authentically. Remember, you are not alone on this journey. We're in this together. Hello, and welcome to Authentically You podcast. Thank you so much for being here today. And today we have got the beautiful Casey Knight in the house with us. And I'd like to tell you a little bit about her. Casey thought she was an open book because if someone asked the right questions, she would always be honest with them. But she realized she was keeping a lot of her magic very hidden. She was always, she has always been a mystic, having incredible experiences with the unseen realms but she didn't talk about them publicly till 2019. Casey began an expose your truth challenge and started sharing about her conversations with ghosts, spirits, angels, guides, and the great beyond. And it was actually very well received. She went deeper into self-expression when she began sharing her soul voice and speaking light language, offering transmissions of her energy, publicly in 2020 and that's when her business took off and her clients came out of the woodwork asking for her help in unlocking their soul expression intuition and divine union so welcome to the show Casey thank you so much for being here how are you today Mm. thank you so much for having me this is one of my favorite topics, so I'm just excited to be here. I've been so excited all day. It's actually Sunday night for me, and I rarely work, so I had like three alarms on my phone, and I was just concerned that I would just go off and do a Sunday night thing and forget it. So oh, that's you. how excited I was to be here. I was very paranoid about making sure that I actually showed up. <laughs> Thank you so much, Casey. <laughs> yeah. So tell us about... Tell us about your journey. Where did it all start? Where did you begin when you sort of needed or wanted to make a change? Tell us, tell us wherever you want to start. I don't know if there was any one moment. I feel like life has been an ever evolving unfolding of expressing who I am. Mm -hmm. So 
I want to just take you to that time in uh, 2019 where I just started to feel this need to be more of myself in a much more public way. And I know now that that was sort of my intuition saying like, it's time, there's something time coming, you need to get ready for this. Yeah. And I'm so grateful that I did because it did prepare me for really bringing my business online and into a more mm. visible space. Because I think as we all know, if you're an entrepreneur, if you're hiding behind a bunch of masks, people won't really be able to feel you or connect with you. Mm -hmm. So this journey has really allowed me to um, be visible in a way that can really be felt by the people I know I'm here to serve and I'm here to help. And the wildest thing is I'm speaking about visibility. I'm speaking about people seeing me and my job before the pandemic was as a performance artist and ah. teacher, teaching dance and circus arts and hula hooping. So it's no oh, stranger wow. to being on stage and being in front of people. Yeah. But performing is a different kind of visibility than that being authentically yourself. Mm -hmm. right. Yeah, I love that. When you were doing your dancing and your performing and all of that, you would have been releasing all those um, built up energy and, and, and different things through that. Did you even know you were doing it then? Oh, absolutely. So... Mm -hmm. The kind of dance that I typically taught and created experiences for people was actually ecstatic dance, conscious dance, sacred dance, where it's, oh, you know, awesome. people in, you know, most internal expression. And so I've been working with that kind of expression of your own authentic creativity and flow and essence for many, 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 many years. Mm -hmm. This is sort of been a journey of evolution uh, into new ways of helping people express themselves. And I've moved from doing it with hula hoops into with your voice and then supporting people in their businesses in their authentic expression. So just lots of different kinds of expression. But when you're dancing, people can see your soul and they can feel yeah. it. Mm -hmm. There's still an element of mystery because it's an art that's more... Like people can put their own interpretation on it. It's more like painting. It's this etheric, ephemeral thing. Mm -hmm. And your voice and your stories is a whole nother level and layer. Oh, it is, isn't it? It is. Oh, I'm getting shivers down my spine just thinking about it and talking about it. I love it. Um, when you mentioned in the um, introduction where it says expose the truth challenge, what was that all about? Tell me about that. So this was just something actually that a Facebook ad brought me. And it was a challenge by Juliana Garcia, who's a marketing expert. And she mm -hmm. puts on this expose your truth 30 day challenge every year. Yeah. And yeah. I decided just to do it one year when I was feeling that energy of, gosh, I need to share more of myself and I need to stop hiding who I am. And I really meant that at the more mystical, spiritual levels, yeah. right? Like to mm -hmm. actually tell people that I have experiences and they're very real. And I need to, I needed to share that. So other people that were having them didn't feel so alone. Yes. So I was sensing that, feeling that. 
right? The, oh, I'm so crazy. Nobody's going to get me kind of yeah. alien feeling. I wanted to be someone who could be like, no, 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 you're not crazy. It's, this <laughs> is a thing that I see and feel too. So the challenge was to write 30 days of posts on social media with her prompts. Oh, and I, I did a challenge and I stripped back a bunch of layers and yeah. I was basically sharing stories and experiences that I had kept to my closest circle of friends and some of them that I just never told another soul. And I was expecting the pushback. I was expecting to be stoned or burned at the stake. Yeah. And <laughs> I had people reaching out to me going, wow, that's so cool. And I've had these experiences as well. Yeah. Oh, so that's a sense of being vulnerable, isn't it? Oh, very much so. Yeah, vulnerability is quite a thing, isn't it? And it's and and you have to get into the right state of mind, wanting to be vulnerable, right? How did you? How did? Well, you already said, didn't you? You you were ready to get out there and get that truth out there, and this was your stepping stone to get there. How could anyone else sort of get ready to be more vulnerable? When do you sense that it is okay to be vulnerable? I really believe it comes down to creating safety mm. for yourself. So you're not feeling like other people's opinions, their voices, their thoughts about you are actually going to harm, injure yourself or anything like that. Um, it's about creating safety for the nervous system reparenting yourself and being like it's okay if they think you're crazy we know who you are right your inner divine masculine and feminine parents like giving yourself all the love and the care that you wish you had had when you were a kid or in other experiences and just learning how to be so solidly in your own energy that other people's can't sway you Mm -hmm. I find and this is something that I've talked to the other guests on the show that we don't actually get to that sort of stage till later in life. Like mm -hmm. I've sort of only gone through it maybe four or five years ago where I really felt like I don't care what anyone thinks anymore. I'm going to be me. I don't, yeah, I'm just owning it and being me. And it's taken me, what am I now? That's 40 years it's taken to get to that sort of point. I've had another couple of people say they were like in their 50s, some in their late uh, early 30s so it is a it's a it's a life sort of experience where you go through different things and then you get to a stage where you're like you know what I'm over all this social society expectations and I don't care what other people think I want to be my true self do you feel like um do you do you have a sense of that do you feel like it it takes a wee while to get in I'm sure there's teenagers that are going through this um where they're they're ready now but the majority of people are a little bit later in life yeah again I it was a spiral journey for me because there were some areas of my life where I felt like I could do that quite yeah. early on and then other areas like the mysticism where I was quite a bit more um, reluctant to share. But I started going to raves when I was 16 and I'm 40 now. So I think that that kind of aspect of that freedom and yeah. that like express yourself and dance and mm. rest and whatever, how you want really did inform my capacity to do that but there was still smaller elements of 
needing to be perceived in a certain way. Mm-hmm. So I I noticed there was just, yeah, all of these different times in my life where it, I came up against a noticing that I wasn't being authentic. I picked up my first hula hoop when I was in my late 20s, maybe early 30s. And it's a children's toy, but I saw people performing with it and being really good at it. And I had this desire to be really good at it. And I did get very good at it very quickly. I practiced a lot, but I was afraid to hula hoop at a music festival in front of people my first year or two, because I thought I wasn't good enough. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? I was afraid to, because I was a really good dancer and I was like, oh no, people can't see me learning. People can't see me in my growth thing. I have to just emerge fully formed at this <laughs> level that I'm going to deem acceptable. And mm-hmm. the first time I danced at a music festival with my hula hoop, just expressing myself and having fun and not needing for it to be perfect, whatever that means, right? Yeah. Be good at it. I was like, oh, oh, I have made a terrible mistake. <laughs> I made a mistake because this is the most fun I've ever had in my life. Yeah. I was looking at how at it. There's no judgment on that. And if they do, it doesn't matter. I'm just having fun with a toy at a party. Yeah. And so that was a huge, like brain chemistry altering moment where I was like, all right, well, there's going to be this mm, new level of expression. And I started teaching people how to access that inner level of expression in movement through dance and and musical expression Um, in my early 30s. And my first business was was teaching that. And I loved it. I helped people tap into their soul expression through movement. But again, I was keeping other things secret, like my conversations with spirits and ghosts and aliens and whatever so there's been different areas of my life that have come forward to be healed with that authentic expression at different times I see what you mean and I do and I fully understand because it is like that it's like an onion isn't it it's whatever needs to come forth now will come forth and you heal that then the next layer will come won't it but the 40s, absolutely so good, at least for me, where I've just been like, yeah, I, I don't even care. It yeah. doesn't matter. I don't have to <laughs> shave my legs to go outside. You know what I mean? Like, it just like, it's so much more comfortable in your skin. Yeah. And it's really refreshing, isn't it? You're like, I don't care. Yeah. Think what you like, because that's your problem. It's not actually mine. Right? Yeah. Exactly. So... I'm sure that everyone wants to know, tell us about the conversations with all, all of the beings and all of the things. How did that, have you had that all your life or has it been certain parts? Tell us all about it. I'm excited about this. Yeah, sure. Um, it really has been all my life that I've remembered. So my first experience in a mystical capacity that I remember was when I was eight years old, about eight. And I was just like suddenly enveloped in this light that also had this really immersive feeling of like love and peace and divinity. It was just one of those like "Ah," kind of feelings. (laughs) And I was told in that moment, like you're going to be a spiritual teacher by this voice that I've always called the voice of creation. It wasn't quite the voice of God. It wasn't, I don't like not my highest self. It just felt like it was all of creation speaking to me at once with this inevitability but I already had this ego trying to protect myself at eight years old it was already like oh me what no you you got it all wrong I'm just a kid and this Mm -hmm. voice is like "Mm mm-hmm 
when you're older like, and then showing me images you speaking on stage and giving me this awareness that it was going to be a global kind of expression and I'll be honest it really scared me when I was eight years old and so I shoved that memory down way down yeah. for a long time and I just lived my life kind of ignoring it um but I had just many, many experiences with all kinds of different um, beings that are from, you know, like realms that we don't normally perceive in our 3D reality after that as well, like from the ghost uh, in my dad's basement to my granny after she passed away, you know, to, uh, I, I could tell you stories for days. <laughs> so when you are communicating with um, spirits, do they come to you or you are bringing them to bringing them in or both? It depends on what the intention is. So I've had many experiences where they've come to me, but I've also cultivated the capacity to create a field. And I do this with my clients as well, where we intentionally call in what I call the luminous team. So the guides, the friends, the ancestors, mm -hmm. the beings that you've worked with or aspects of your multidimensional self. And so I work with those beings intentionally when I'm in sessions with people to help people reconnect with all that they are and all the support that they have. Mm -hmm. And uh, really intentionally work with Gaia, with the elemental forces of creation, with source, with people's highest self. So now it's something that I cultivate and do on purpose, but I've had lots of times where they're just like showing up and I'm like, oh, hey, who are you? oh my husband's deceased mother who I've never met. Hi, you're in my kitchen and I'm making toast and you're asking for a favor. Cool. <laughs> well, what sort of things do they, do they ask you, the ones that come in and just want to ask you something? What sort of things? Is it a weeping? No, that, that one was just about um like taking care of her family. Yeah. Kind of thing. Um, usually they're not asking for favors. That that was the only time. Oh. But you know, there was one time when um I had food poisoning and just hugging the toilet all night, feeling like I was gonna die in my mid-20s, and my granny came and she had passed away maybe 15 20 years before and she just sat on the bathtub with me and yeah. told me that I was going to be okay oh, and she wow. just sat with me that night because my ex-boyfriend was just sleeping away he's like you're fine tell me is that why he's an ex yes, she came to sit with me because I think I've never been that sick before I thought I was in trouble she's like you're fine oh good yeah oh because I've had um someone that I know has had spirits come to them when they are lost and they don't know where what's going on and they're sort of in, in between realms and they've sort of just guided them towards the light if they can you know can you see any sort of light around you yes just head for that and you'll be you'll be fine um mm -hmm. so yeah and I how I connect with them is I, I bring them in and with my healing as well I bring in a team and I work with um, my main angels that I work with is Archangel Michael and Archangel Raphael. Uh, um, they're my my go-tos. So it's lovely working with different um, spirits and guides and the ancestors. Uh, it brings another element into your 
to your work essentially if you're healing or whatever you may be doing I love it so when we're talking about well how can individuals break free from societal expectations and embrace their authentic selves without fear and judgment and the feel of rejection I guess those are the main feelings that you feel when you're you're holding back as I was saying before, I think really creating the safety for yourself and becoming a safe place with your internal dialogue, with your belief systems, with everything they're saying to yourself first, gives you some of that confidence to know that, you know, even if someone out there is judging me, then I'm not going to judge me, mm -hmm. right? There's, there's that element of you create it within and then it starts to be reflected in the external environment as well. Yeah. Because if we're experiencing the mirror and we're judging the crap out of ourselves all of the time, then you're going to see and feel and be affected by more of that and notice more of that. Um, so that's one of the pieces. And um, then there's that little element. I think that we have to sometimes give ourselves a bit of a push in a safe ish way do something that's kind of scary out of our comfort zone mm -hmm. and then survive it, like feel the fear, do it anyway, survive it. And then file that into the brain going, I did this and it was okay. And we can slowly widen our window of tolerance mm, as we deal with it. Yeah. That's exactly how it is. When I teach my clients about, you know, stepping through, the terror barrier is what we what I essentially call it. Is it's just your mind confused? Do you want to stay in the comfort zone or do you really want to go through the terror barrier into that scary side where we don't really know what it is? And if, as soon as you get through that terror barrier, you're you have a sense of freedom and you sort of look back and go, actually that wasn't as hard as I thought it was. It wasn't too it wasn't difficult, but it is your mind just going, oh this way comfort zone new change blah. <laughs> so it's about yeah stepping forward and making those changes with confidence and I love the way that you said in expanding that um like the fear getting rid of that fear tolerance wasn't it you said um and expanding that that's a really good way of doing it I hadn't mm. thought of it the way that you've said it like that um yeah that's pretty much about the nervous system regulation because like our thoughts and our physical body and our emotions are so connected yeah. and our nervous system yeah. is going to either put us into like that freeze response where you just can't or maybe into that fight or flight or it'll have that safety and, and allow you to do things and I mean if you are so afraid that your nervous system is getting activated to shut you down you, you can't you literally can't. Mm. So I think doing things that scare you a bit are are great and amazing, but we want to do it in a way that's like not going to overstress yes. your capacity yes. and tolerance. Um, I also work with this uh, technique called belief repatterning that's really, really powerful to help wire the subconscious mind that might be doing a lot of the blocking or the creating the fear because your conscious mind might be like coaching you through it and be like you're okay you're okay but yeah. your subconscious mind is like you're gonna die <laughs> you're not actually gonna be able to 
to take that step forward, even though you're thinking the right thoughts, you're doing the affirmations. So when our body is not feeling safe and the ego, the subconscious mind is trying to protect us mm-hmm. and keep us safe, then we're running into that. So we have to, like, I believe, really support the mind level, the body level, the heart level, the emotions, the subconscious, and all of that all at once to really make it cohesive and easy. And if you do that, if you can get everything into coherence, you might feel a little bit of that fear, but you can play with the perception of the fear. And I'm sure you Mm -hmm. tell this to people all the time, but fear and excitement, you know, nervousness and excitement are really the same expression in the body hormonally. So it's about the perception of which you're looking at it. So I'm nervous or I'm excited is the choice that you make. Yeah. Right. To tell yourself about it. And you can be both at the same time. Mm-hmm. Love it. When you were mentioning about your, well, you were just saying then about being in alignment, getting everything mm-hmm. aligned. What happens? Tell, explain to everyone what happens when you are fully in alignment, when you are on the path that you need to be on, when you're all aligned and, and what, what happens? <laughs> Come on. Uh, this is, could you tell how much I love this part of the conversation? <laughs> okay. When I say alignment, I mean all aspects of you in alignment, body, mind, heart, soul, and like highest self and source itself. And yep. that it feels like a vertical alignment that goes like right through our center. And I love sending it all the way down into the earth. Mm-hmm. And when we do that, it gives us back our power. But what I think it also does is it helps people tap into the flow of infinite energy that is always available to us. That's only actually available though, if we have that relaxed nervous system and our energy is open. Yeah. Second, we are fearful. We throw up shields and we close ourselves off to the divine energies and your intuition is shut down. And when we're in that fear, so we got these shields, anything that's trying to come through, we're perceiving it as a potential attack. So even yeah. if it's truth, it can feel like an attack. But when we're open and relaxed, we have this intuition, we have that flow, we have the connection to everything that's available. Or if your heart is open, you can really feel things and feel people for the truth of what it is. Whereas with that, that closed up, out of alignment feeling of fear, like even if something does come to you, it's going to either bounce off the shield or it's going to be distorted as it's coming through and you're going to, it's going to be twisted. So you're living life in fear and with this it's like a filter over reality that's from the ego saying that like you're not safe and you're separate from everything and then the opposite of that is to me that openness which Mm -hmm. then allows the aligned energy to flow through you where you can just express your truth your essence you're it's it's such a different feeling and a way to be in the world and it feels so freaking good feels so so alignment yeah just feels like flow to me it feels right it feels good and that's exactly what you what happened to you when your business started taking off you'd finally got into that alignment right yeah absolutely and I had experienced it you know with my previous business that was an in-person business I felt super aligned with that but then um, I started to get these messages through my body, but also through my intuition that I needed to take this step 
into the global business, which I knew was an online business and actually step forward as a spiritual teacher and coach into that new level of visibility. And it was wild because I had built a really abundant business that was literally something I dreamed of and created. People were paying me money to play with hula hoops. I was getting booked by, you know, like schools and daycares and I was performing and teaching and it was a dream job. It was my dream job that I made. And it was called dancing into being. And I snuck in the spiritual stuff. I snuck in the manifestation pieces. Even when I was teaching kids circus, I'd be like instilling in them these spiritual principles. And I loved it so much, but my body was saying, my intuition was saying, you have to move on because, mm-hmm. and it stopped feeling authentic and aligned, yes. even though it had been in the past. Yes. And then I had to go through this expansion that was kind of terrifying to move into that next level and layer of my authentic expression and service in the world. And here's the wild thing on the summer solstice for, for me, because I'm in the Northern hemisphere in June of 2019, I was re-immersed in that same light that had come to me when I was eight years old. Yeah. And it was like, I was like, oh, okay. They were like, quit your day job, basically. Like create a business that is online. Stop worrying about teaching dance and kids. You need to focus on adults and you need to support them in their spiritual expansion. And you need to do this online, teaching classes, coaching, workshops, and the energy said, don't worry, it's all going to come back around into in-person and retreats. But for now, like do this. And I didn't get the why and I didn't get the how, but at this point I had learned how to listen to those messages because I'd been Mm -hmm. cultivating everything for years. And so I spent the next nine months figuring out how to build an online business, how to market it. And even what I was going to share, if it wasn't like that self-mastery through movement specifically, Mm-hmm. And that nine months later, COVID hit and shut down my in-person business. Yeah. And so <laughs> I went, oh, that was yeah. good. Yes, I was guided <laughs> divinely to be ready for that. Absolutely. Complete divine. Oh, my gosh. That just gave me shivers. Yeah. Oh, it was, wow. it was wild. And I'm so glad I didn't get the why. Because that yeah. would have been a little uncomfortable yeah. to hold that. Be like, there's going to be a global pandemic and you know yeah. millions are going to die, but don't <laughs> worry, everything's going to be fine. And it's going to be a catalyst for ascension and all this stuff. Like, wouldn't have wanted to know that. Yeah. No, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Take your business online. I was like, okay, fine, I'll do that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. That's so amazing. That it's like everything that happens is just incredible when you're moving on this journey. And I find that the reason people do get stuck, and you've already said this, the reason where people get stuck is they're not open. They ask, they want to know how, they want to know why, they want to know all the details when it is so important to just be open and let it be. Just let it be and listen to what you need to do and take action on this. For example, I've just um, uh, put out a digital subscription for soul alignment uh, vault. Mm. So it's all digital stuff that I've got in a vault where people can access on the first of each month. Um, so there's affirmations, journal, journaling uh, prompts, meditations, activations, lots of amazing goodness in there. And I it's just been stuck. 
no one's been interested no one's wanted it and it's only this morning that I was like okay I'm obviously not listening somewhere some part of this I'm not listening so I sat down and, and got got to relax and did some meditation and I started journaling because that's how I get my answers is journaling and I got that I needed to put a niche on it and it's not just going to be one vault there's going to be I think there's five vaults eventually so the first one is going to be money and prosperity and then the next one's going to be authenticity the next one's going to be love um, happiness confidence and stuff like there's a whole list of them and I'm like so sorry I wasn't listening I was so excited about creating this this beautiful thing that they wanted me to do that I wasn't listening fully and now I'm listening so you really need to be open and listening and don't worry about the how and but you do need to listen better like that was for me listen better Kirsty <laughs> <laughs> And sometimes we don't get all of it at once. Sometimes, you know, you get the content dripped to you about what to do. So you did what you heard and then you, it's like, okay, and now what? And then you ask again. I think that's mm. such a like natural part of the process. Yes. Well, the funny thing is that not long ago it was the podcast. So the podcast came to me. I lie. The podcast has been with me for about two years and I've only taken action on it the last four months three or four months and it has just been the easiest thing people coming mm -hmm. to me um setting it up just everything has just flowed and I'm like okay yeah this is beautiful and I love it and my next thing is this this um digital service but I'm not listening properly there so it's not quite in alignment <laughs> but oh I mean it is gestation though sometimes we get an idea and we'll see it and it's further down our timeline mm -hmm. and we can assume that every idea we're getting is for right now and we have to do it right now and that can put us into overwhelm but sometimes it's not sometimes it's like you're gonna do this yeah but you have to yeah. grow into it or there's something that needs to be prepared I have known that I was I'm going to have my own podcast I've known that for um since the very second I heard the word podcast probably 25 years ago 30 years ago when podcasts first came out I was like yeah. I'm gonna do that someday but I know that like I'm getting very close to the timing of release but for many many years I would just tune in and I'd be like is it now and the answer was always like wait so there's this element of divine timing and organic timing and gestating and listening and knowing when to discern if it's now or later and you know just sometimes we have to spend a lot of time prepping ourselves for what it's going to yes. be we don't want to do things prematurely and force them when they're not ready same just like we don't want to do it you know much later than we're being told to do it too so finding that flow is so key yeah beautiful flow so how do how do you what do you recommend for listeners to get into that flow what do they need to be doing what I know everyone is completely different and we do different things but what are some tips for people to help them get into alignment mm. I have whole whole courses and programs <laughs> on this too because it's a really big topic mm. but at the highest level first we have to release or transform anything that's in the way of the flow 
And I have like an energy healing modality way that I do this with like sound and light and breath and intention and everything like that, where we can actually see and identify where flow is blocked in the body, that divine flow. Um, And it can be on the nervous system level, but it could also be in the feeling realm. Sometimes we need to feel feelings that are in the way. Sometimes it's the mental constructs, thoughts, beliefs, belief systems that might not even be our own. It can be stories, traumas, densities. Like there are so many things that can block our flow, but it's almost always something that isn't actually ours. Mm-hmm. right it's a, an injury a trauma something that was overwhelming and we get to heal that in whatever way feels right so sometimes it's as easy as journaling or talking to a friend and sometimes we need tapping belief repatterning hypnosis uh somatic work breath work right it can be anything but any modality that moves energy can support with that and you know what one of my favorite ones is I'm going to give people like one that they can do right away that's going to take no time yeah and not cost them any money but they have to be willing to look ridiculous (laughs) it is to take what I call the golden triangle of breath movement and sound into just literally physically shaking the body inhaling and exhaling and making like all of the noise like doing that yeah over and over over again until you feel a release and then going oh and like feeling the spaciousness that comes through yeah that's that's my favorite for really quickly just opening it up wow I can I can feel that already like the power that that has it feels incredible and I didn't even do it I was watching you do it (laughs) <laughs> and I thought, wow, I can feel that's going to be incredible. Because <laughs> you're hyper oxygenating your blood, you're getting that movement through, and you're yeah. physically creating space, but also energetically with your intention, shaking things off. Like, I like layering things because I like things to be effective, right? Yeah. And fast and easy. So, that's that's a very helpful one. That, well, that's something that a lot of people are wanting, isn't it? The fast, quick fix. Sometimes it can Ooh. work. Sometimes it can work and that sounds perfect. But there's some things that need a little bit deeper, don't they? Or a how lot can people, deeper. How can, we, how can we tell the difference in your eyes? So I like to think of it as what do you need right in this moment for mm-hmm. space? You know, like, is it to shake off the the annoying day or the technology not working or something that was really like, present in your field you can usually like just shake that off but in order for something to like stay open and for you to truly heal that it's like if it's from the past I think we need to typically go in and do something more consciously and release it intentionally even if we don't know exactly what it is Mm -hmm. and again it's levels and layers and onions but I like to try a good old shake or cry or whatever it happens to be and if that doesn't move it then you need to go deeper yeah I love that I'm gonna use that (laughs) we're meditating it's so good through meditating doing that before meditating so actually this is uh, what I teach before meditating 
um if you you know people want to just be able to like drop into that state of the yes. the connection with the divine or that no mind or anything of like that where it feels really good with training and practice you can with just a few breaths but I find that if you do a physical practice first and you make space then dropping into a meditation is so much easier which makes sense right that's what yoga is like asana was made for is yeah. moving all the energy of the body prepping the body for meditation so yeah that is brilliant because there's been times where I'm like there's lots on my mind I was like I need to meditate so I'll sit down and med- start meditating and it's like it's like oh my gosh okay take some breaths and I'm just like okay I'm gonna come back <laughs> I'm gonna come back to this that that I know that's gonna work I can just feel yeah like I said the power behind that physical movement and releasing that yeah I'm making noise and that's an authentic expression too because if we're feeling like mm. static and like a lot like don't like that's what we'll yell out in frustration <laughs> right <laughs> so if we can let ourselves do that yeah then you create all of the space for your actual self to do that. And I always think of it as like our soul can't actually be embodied and join us and be with us fully if it doesn't have enough space, if there's not enough room because your energy field is so crunchy and tight with the traumas and the dramas and the... All the stuff, yeah. Right, (laughs) life on earth. (laughs) Exactly. Oh, I can't wait to, I, I actually just thought, have you done that with children? Because I just thought my three-year-old would love that. He would just love just so going crazy. many tools that I used with the years of working with kids to get yeah. them into the flow. I use them with adults and they're just as effective. I get them, yeah. If not, like, more so. <laughs> you make something fun as well and you make it silly and you get people out of their head then they have more access to everything else and so yeah yeah, just bringing in the fun bringing in the silly bringing in the stuff that's not so serious because I think for most of us we've been trying to be so serious we're adults that's what we have to do right I did that as a kid because I wanted to be an adult because I wanted (laughs) to just grow up and get out of the you know the vulnerability of childhood where I wasn't in charge of myself right mm-hmm. so I I didn't actually spend as much time playing and being a kid as I do now oh. I had to do a lot of healing through play yeah now I realize especially with my connection to spirit uh and my conversations with so many guys so much of spirit is always saying you guys take yourselves really too seriously yeah and most of the time the in the energies and I'm working with the, the higher frequency bandwidth uh, beings, it's a gasp. They're laughing. They're joking around. It's like sometimes it's divine love and it's so nourishing and so yeah. lovely and they can cry with us and have all the compassion. But like when that stuff is clear, it's just having a great time. Yeah. It's hilarious and yeah. not taking oh. everything so seriously. And I think that's core nature. Mm-hmm. It's been better than us, right, from, like, when we went to school, isn't it? Like, now we have to sit down and, and you have to listen to the teacher and it starts saying, well, all you want to do is play, but it starts. Yeah, and, you know, from young ages, we're also told we're too much. Yeah. Too loud, too much, yeah. too boisterous, too quiet. And so we really 
turn the volume down for the comfort of others. And that takes yes. away from our authentic expression as well. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. I think I most women, it. especially, oh, have been in that position, right? Yeah. How do you feel like we're coming along with getting back into our feminine energies? I well the circles that I run in that I know you also run in where we are just surrounded by incredible women who are doing the work I think that the work is being done and I'm yeah. seeing just so much power and healing happening yeah I've also yeah. seen it go a little bit too far in one direction where people are like rejecting the masculine oh, rejecting yeah. the structures and the systems or even men um, and I'm really one for the middle path, yeah. that, you know, alignment yeah. and yeah. the union of divine masculine and feminine internally is such a important piece for me that I think we can only reclaim our femininity if we are able to receive from the masculine energy. And I'm not talking about sex or gender. I'm talking about that internal piece first, yeah. mm -hmm. open to it and be in union, then in your life outside you can start to learn how to both give and receive and be in balance with structure form and flow and just have that cohesion as well mm. and see the magic happen within your life oh that really truly when we're talking about healing the inner child and being able to express yeah. ourselves authentically without fear you need to do that work of healing your inner you know male and female energies the divine mother father so that they can be in right relationship and divine union and then create the safety for the inner child not just the inner child that's wounded and that we're always talking about healing our inner child and there's that aspect but i think the uh, part of us that is the like unwounded inner child I actually called the rainbow star child <laughs> it was the closest that. thing to divinity that we have it is our divine spark yeah and when that feels free to just express and be without worrying about like oh am I is someone gonna think I'm weird or like you know yeah that is the most authentically expressive soul essence piece that we can really bring forward yeah the amount of shivers and things that I've had during this whole podcast, Casey, has just been magic, magical. Not like, oh, it's just been oh, so many juicy, beautiful things happening on this podcast. And I love it. <laughs> um, many people struggle with imposter syndrome, feeling like they're wearing lots of different masks. And I know you touched on this earlier. Um, when you were saying that earlier in your life you had this part all sorted and you were in alignment but there's other aspects of your life that weren't quite in alignment um how can we help people how do we navigate the challenge and step into our own power um authentically mm. I feel like I can I can share a perspective but I have to authentically express that I am not an expert in this because I've actually never had imposter syndrome. Mm -hmm. This is such a universal experience for so many people. And I'm yeah. just like, is there something wrong with me that I've never felt that? But I think it's because I've always had that direct connection to spirit yes. that allowed me to feel like I knew 
like there was just this essence of of an understanding of my own divinity that I always had and I think imposter syndrome happens most easily when we are feeling separate from Mm -hmm. the divine Mm -hmm. how how have you connected so when you were eight, you were saying that you were like had this amazing experience, but sort of just went, mm, no, thank you. I'll hold on to that later. When mm-hmm. did you reconnect, or were you still connected, but just not in that that level of you're going to be doing this in the future? Yeah, I just didn't really like believe or think of it. I just kind of filed it away as like, okay, sure, like <laughs> whatever. Right. And also, I think we don't always keep all of our like childhood experiences super consciously as we're getting older. I was just living my life, but I did always have both a connection to the spiritual stuff and a fascination by it. Like, you know, as soon as I learned how to read, I could go to the library. I'd be like reading about the ancient Egyptians and ancient Mesopotamians and all of their stuff. I just always had this fascination and I studied everything from you know, Wiccan and pagan stuff to all of the Eastern religions to all of the Western religions. And I wanted to have my own personal experiences as well. And so I would cultivate those and call those in. Um, When I was older, I would say started maybe like 16, much more intentionally. Mm -hmm. But before that, I was just kind of like, living my life and sometimes see a ghost, sometimes see, you know what I mean? Like, it was just a little bit more of a blur during those literal years where I was just, you know, being a human, figuring out what being a human was. But I always felt like I had this ability to maybe see or understand things in a way that I noticed other people around me couldn't always Mm -hmm. see or understand. So I knew that I was like, you know, like different, right? The black sheep of the family, the weird one, the one who, yeah just had this connection but I know that I always still felt like me at my core mm-hmm. if that makes sense it does yeah. then I would have these layers and kind of like masks of like okay well you can meet me the real me I wasn't pretending to be someone else but you would only get like one level of it and then if you were an inner circle friend or something you'd get the next level and there were some things that were yeah. just for me but I also know people who've um really felt like they've tried on or tried being someone else or they just yes. you know didn't feel comfortable or safe being them and I think that can be part of the imposter syndrome thing as well mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. when you know yourself as a spark of the divine and you know that you're part of that like without a shadow of a doubt then learning how to do something new you're like oh I'll just I'll learn how to do it and I'll grow into it and you don't expect yourself to have to necessarily um be someone other than who you are right yeah how do you get to that point so when we are connected and ready and on our journey and feeling really good taking um re- doing all the re- research like following people that are influence influencing you in the way that you want to be influenced but mm. sort of taking things that they're doing and sort of implementing in your life and it's not working because obviously we're all different and have different ways of doing things and with our alignment 
how do you like I guess my question is how do you tell when you're doing that does that make sense so when you're following people or you're trying something out and you you're like why isn't this working it's working for this person why isn't it working for me how do you move on and find your your thing so I always think that there's there's two pieces to that first off it's okay to try on everybody else's stuff and that doesn't mean you're not being authentic it's how we learn and grow right you learn how to um you know, ride a bike by seeing someone and then trying it yourself. But like more than that, I don't know. I think we just, we copy things and then we get to try them on and see how it feels. And either we're going to be like, no, this is not it. Yeah. Or we're going to go, yes, but I need to tweak it. And I need to feel into how it's going to work with me. And it could be either or, but the way that we get to have more ease with that process of knowing is through our nervous system and our intuition and all of those pieces because learning how to listen to your body mm. so you can feel if something feels good or bad in your body is one of those key pieces and it's all it's all interrelated so there's so many people that don't know how to listen to their body because there's so much trauma that's still stored in the body that they have an element of disassociation from the body and they can't trust their body and they don't come in our body, their bodies. So it doesn't feel safe or good in here. So we might have to do some of that unwinding and healing of the trauma at the somatic level. So we feel safe enough to come in and land in our heart and feel our body and be able to go, Oh, does this feel like it's expanding me? Or does it feel like it's really contracting me? And if you're constantly in fear and contraction, then you can't somatically feel the difference between those two things. Mm. right and there's a difference that I think we can learn between something feeling like actually bad and inauthentic and not our path and just not good and it feels icky versus it feeling scary or feeling unfamiliar right yes when layers yeah yep those those onion onion layers layers. (laughs) um how can anyone get in touch with you so I'll I'll get that information from you and I'll put it on the show notes but how how can someone what sort of things do you have for people to work with you um well first off the fastest way to I think connect and be in the energy and hang out um would be through social media I do have a free Facebook group called luminous evolution and also are welcome there we play with all kinds of things that are quite general just for the spiritual evolution so we work with you know the body the mind the heart the soul the intuition the activation some business stuff it's all of it um so i'd love for people to connect with me on there i mean like i'm on instagram but i'm not on instagram if you know what i mean like, <laughs> I maybe once mean. in a while <laughs> yeah tiktok as well as the luminous evolution Oh, wonderful. So Casey, I understand that you have got a free offer for the listeners. You want to tell us a bit about that? Absolutely. So it goes so perfectly with this conversation, actually. Um, The free soul embodiment meditation that I have is actually an activation of bringing more of your soul essence and your soul energy into your body. 
Yeah. And you also get to experience some of my soul voice with an activation meditation. You get to connect with Gaia. You get to do some nervous system work and release. And then like, uh, just really feel into the fullness of the beauty of who you actually are. So I'd love to be able to share that with everyone. Thank oh you. Oh my gosh, that sounds incredible. I, I'm definitely going to be on that <laughs> so that will be on and everything else will be on the show notes to get in contact with Casey and the free offer for the wonderful listeners I hope you all take that up and the last little bit I've got is a few little questions for you the fun questions so the first one is if authenticity were a color what color would it be for you and why well for anyone watching on the video not just audio it would be these colors Mm -hmm. and (laughs) I can share that because this is a soul portrait of my essence and energy that a client did for me so right here it's the visual that is amazing so that's blues purples is that gold in there as well yeah blue purple and gold oh wow Real life, it's very like alive and shimmery, and yeah, it almost looks moving sometimes. So yeah, oh wow, that looks beautiful. And if you could be an animal to express your true self, which animal would you choose, and how does it represent you? I would say a cat for sure. Mm-hmm. Why is that? Like, just because <laughs> that just was what feels like me, like. Yeah soft and beautiful and people should pet me and worship me and bring me food and you know worship me basically (laughs) and feel so lucky when I have graced them with my presence (laughs) (laughs) they are blessed and chosen lovely lovely if you had a magic wand and everything in the world sorry and everyone in the world had to follow one ruling you create what would it be Ooh, one ruling i have to quote um keanu reeves i think it was that said in bill and ted be excellent to each other i love that that's so cool be excellent to each other and that means so much it could mean lots of different things yeah I, like I want to see how creative people can be with that. Like, yeah. Also, that that I'm surprised that just like popped up. I haven't seen that movie in probably 25 years. Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing what downloads come through. Hey, eh? someone needs to hear that today. <laughs> and if the they last haven't thing... seen the movie, they should go and see it too. Volunteers. <laughs> And the last thing is, do you have any downloads or anything that comes through that you would like or last words for the audience? Yeah, I just want to share that I actually, as one of the spiritual gifts that I have is to be able to see people's soul energy. And honestly, when we strip away those things that aren't actually belonging to the person, to the individual, those traumas and dramas and heaviness. And I just call it density for short. Their light bodies are so freaking beautiful that when I see them, it moves me to tears. That's what everyone's essence actually is so beautiful that I would like just 
just sob when I see the absolute majesty of the soul. And I've never met a person who doesn't have that at their core. Yeah. Oh, you got tears on when we get tears in my eyes. And just imagine how beautiful that would be to see that. Oh. So stunning. Yeah. And I, I do get to do that. I don't normally see that unless I'm, you know, like actively working with someone as a client, typically, though I, I can tune into it. But I mean, sometimes I'll be like, why am I wearing mascara? Because I'll just like have been <laughs> crying because it's just, it's so beautiful. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Wow. Well, thank you so much for being here today, Casey. It has been absolutely amazing. Like I've said, I've had chills and, 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 just amazing feelings throughout this whole little journey of ours today. I really appreciate it. I love everything that you've said and shared with us. And I know everyone's going to take away something from it. And then my whole thing is if, as long as we're touching someone in some way to help them on their journey, that's what I want. So thank you. Oh, this has been such a delightful conversation. Thank you for inviting me to speak about my favorite things and then have a chance to share with the world. Oh, I'm so grateful. This has been beautiful. Well, I'm sure you'll be back, Casey. I would love to talk to you more um, another time. Look at me, wiping my tears away. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you again. And everyone else, we'll see you in the next um, episode. Everything about Casey getting in contact with her, her free Facebook and her free um, offer will be in the show notes. So take it up and we'll see you next time. Thank you so much for joining us on today's episode of Authentically You podcast. We hope you enjoyed the conversation and gained some valuable insights. If you'd like to stay connected with us, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on your favorite platform and follow us on social media. You can find me on Instagram and TikTok at Kirsty Impact Coach or Become Authentically You on the Facebook group. We'd love to hear your thoughts, feedback and ideas for future episodes feel free to drop us a message or leave a review. Your input means the world to us as we continue to grow and improve. Remember, living authentically is a journey and we're so glad and grateful to have you with us on this path of self-discovery and personal growth. Until next time, always remember to be true to yourself, embrace your uniqueness and live life unapologetically because you are truly remarkable just the way you are. This is Kirsty signing off on the Authentically You podcast. Take care and keep shining bright.